You guys, we have an absolute angel on this podcast, someone very near and dear to our heart, one of our very best friends of all time, Miss Caitlin Katie Tethero. We are obsessed. She has lived such a cool life. She went to Pepperdine with us and she went to Fiji and she ran a half marathon on her own accord. And she's a really inspiring person all around. And so much like Bob Goff, we were feeling very inspired by him today and this week. And we decided much like he uses stories to tell his life lessons, we were going to go ahead and have a chat with Katie and talk about life lessons of stories that she has pulled from her life. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Without further ado, here is the ray of sunshine herself. Wow, I'm virtually cheersing everyone right now with my vodka lemonade in my White Claw tumbler. <laughs> Thank you to my friends who sent me this for my 23rd, but oh, I'm so honored to be here. You guys are so nice. Uh, I'm so excited. I'm so glad you use the tumbler, Katie. Oh my God, I use it every day. It's addicting. I can't drive with it because people think I'm actually drinking, but... um, It just looks like a big-ass White Claw. Yeah, it's, it's a fun. big White Claw... I love it. It's tangerine. Katie was one of our very first day one. We post our first episode supporters, obviously. And then also we all lived together over the summer and we had this back porch that would face the ocean and you could hear the ocean. You could walk down to the ocean and every day at 5 p.m. on the dot, (laughs) Katie would make us all Moscow mules and we would scurry out to that porch and uh, start drinking from there and put on uh, usually Kenny Chesney and start drinking and wouldn't stop until the sun went down. And then we would scurry back inside and watch a few movies. And one time... We all got to choose one movie over the course of the day together that everyone else hated that we would get to watch. My choice was Seabiscuit. (laughs) Katie's choice was Surf's Up, but we didn't make it there. But we will next time we all hang out. And then Abby, what was your choice? Mine was The Prestige by Christopher Nolan. And don't even get me started. No No one. (laughs) What is your one sentence summary? What is it? What's your one sentence summary that you kept pitching us? Of the movie? Yeah. I remember it. Do you? No. Two dually magicians in London, England. (laughs) Um, Like have a face off or something. And anyway, so that was Abby's (laughs) choice. And we all sit down after one of our back porch happy hours, me, Katie, Abby, two of our other friends. And we all are on our phones except for Abby, obviously. I was enthralled. My face was like glued to the screen and everyone was like asleep. (laughs) The next morning, Abby was like, wasn't that so good? And I was like, honestly, I'm not sure if I connected with it. And she got so mad and she (laughs) screamed at us. That's because all of you guys got drunk on the back porch and you passed out on the couch like you do every single night of our lives. (laughs) You get drunk and you pass out on the couch. I just felt so unseen. All I wanted for you guys was to watch this movie, but it's okay because at least you half-ass watched it we didn't even half-ass watch surfs up like i'm sorry katie <laughs> i know no one ever got to watch my movie and i'm i have a whole powerpoint presentation about why this movie is the greatest of all time and i just oh one more quick one more quick movie rack katie what's um another surfing movie that we absolutely stand by and oh my god we love chasing mavericks yes. such that movie slaps i'm sorry if you don't cry in that movie i don't think you understand emotion and feelings. Especially if you don't know the ending. Another, some more background. And um, when we all lived together, Katie 
and two of our other friends would always go surfing on the beach and me and Abby and Andy would walk down with our coffee <laughs> and go like for a walk. moms, like, okay, get up in the morning, let's go watch our kids have fun in the ocean. We'll sit here and tan, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, those were the days. Me, Allie, and Jacob just drowning in the middle of the ocean waiting for Malibu lifeguards to come save us and the tiniest of riptides. I love totally. it. So Katie is a big surfer girl, big happy hour girl, big sunset lover. Wasn't that your like Instagram for two seconds, sunset lover or something? Was that also your first email address? I think it, I'm not even kidding. I think I had sunset lover 69 before knowing what 69 was. That <laughs> <laughs> was like a random lucky number. I was like, ooh, I'll have this. And then That's I understood. That's so funny. But yeah, yes, I do well, love sunsets. She also loves golden retrievers and she also loves our king. Bob Goff. If you guys don't know who Bob Goff is, he is a San Diego resident, a world traveler. I think he has some prestige in Uganda. I forget his exact title, but he is like traveling around, preaching the good word and doing it in a very relatable, kind way. He is a best-selling author. He wrote two books that I know of, Love Does, Everybody Always. And then there's a third one, right? There's Dream Big. Dream Big. Okay. Yes. So we love him. I love the way he writes. I love the way he talks. He has a video series on YouTube. He came to Pepperdine once and we all heard him speak. And Katie is the biggest Bob Goff fan ever. So that's what we're going to get into today. Oh, we love Bob Goff. I just describe him as like the happy year round Santa Claus. Because if you've ever seen him in person, he's just like a crazy ADHD man spitting out these stories. But you're like, wow. If you don't believe in the spirit of Christmas, you believe in the spirit of Christmas after hearing him. Like, he's just amazing. And I I love his energy and I hope to be, like, as kind as him one day. Or maybe, like, an eighth of his kindness. That man's yeah. just amazing. Total Enneagram 7. Total Enneagram 7. And he's so, like, effervescent the way he speaks. Like, he is just larger than life. He's almost good. Like, yeah, good SAT word. Thank you. <laughs> I haven't used that word in a while. Thanks for noticing. Um, But, yeah, he... I. You watched him speak at Pepperdine too, right, Katie? Yeah, we okay. did. Remember how long the line was? Like it was, it was an ordeal. Yeah. It was like seeing the hottest band in town. Any of you guys went to either a small private school, but even better, a small liberal arts private Christian school? There are two things that you hold above all else, and they are Bob Goff and the Enneagram. <laughs> Love. That is such a personality trait. I love that. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so Bob is wonderful and all. And before we hop into all of some life lessons that Katie has pulled from him and that we've all talked about, Katie would love to write a book someday. Oh, I would love to write a book. I don't think I have the patience to sit down. My stories are nowhere near as cool as Bob's stories. I mean, I can't follow a plane or do all these cool things. But I think I have like some fun lessons that I've learned in my 23 years of life. I got a lifetime full of knowledge, you know, if anyone knows that reference. Away. All you got to do is get that first chapter down and exactly. you're like there because starting is the hardest part of anything. I'll edit it. Look, you got an editor right there. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I'll do the visuals. <laughs> <laughs> I got my PR team. Okay. Katie was super nice and curated a bunch of stories that she has taken from Bob and also applied to her life. So let's just get into it. Let's get into some stories. We love a good storytelling episode. Let's go, Katie. 
make it happen. Okay, if anyone has ever read a Bob Goff book, you know the title of the chapter is going to set the tone for the story. So I've kind of tried to set up some titles to my stories that have happened. I'm going to redo the title because I think just do it as the night green mantra makes a lot more sense for the story. Just um, do Just do it. Like Nike, like the commercials. Like, just go with it, but just do it. <laughs> <laughs> just do it, yeah. <laughs> um, but this story starts off actually with my um, ex-phys professor at Pepperdine, Dr. Hunter Paris. He is hands down my favorite instructor I've had at Pepperdine. Just this amazing man. And we all have those teachers or professors that we just look up to and want to be. Really quick, can you explain what ex-phys is? Because that sounds like something I would drink. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Also, everyone, Katie wants to go to OT school. Throw that in there. Yeah, if you don't know what OT is, it's occupational therapy. It's okay. I didn't know what it was. Fizz is short for exercise physiology. It's basically a class that looks at athletes and why their performance is so great, what they can do to train their bodies to be better, how exercise enhances. But my professor, he had this one day in class and he's like, listen, everyone, I want us to have a day where we just talk about life. He's like, so tomorrow, bring your coffee, bring your breakfast, bring a good attitude, and we're going to talk about life. And if you don't want to talk about life, don't come. That's like what I thought college was going to be. Let me just like chime in. I genuinely thought like growing up, you just get to go to college. You get to pick whatever the heck classes you want. And you sit around and you talk about life and you just figure it out. And college was not like that, except for those. No, it wasn't. But anyway, sorry. There was one course at Pepperdine I always wanted to take. Everybody talked about it. It was a psychology course. So hard to get into. It was 15 people. And all they did was tell personal stories about their lives. And people would cry. And it sounded like my dream class. It got so personal. On the podcast, we just bring the mic every time to class. We're like, okay, let's go. (laughs) This class that Katie was taking for her major that was super hard and killed her and stuff. Me and Abby had to like write some tweets and uh, meet with some clients. And that was our life. you at noon. (laughs) (laughs) I got tweet due at noon and I just have to do a phone call with a real grown-up at five <laughs> okay so we're back in your ex-phys class and he's like bring a good attitude and your scrambled egg Let's exactly so I brought literally we had Starbucks on campus I brought my venti chai latte I sat there and I was like oh my god I'm excited to like just talk you know instead of like trying to write everything down in 50 minutes and so he comes in and he's like sitting in his chair and we're all kind of like, wow, the tone. You could feel like this was going to be a heavy story, but it's not a heavy story. It's a very great story. Yeah. But basically my professor is this um, Wings for Life World Race winner. And if you don't know what that is, it's this uh, global competition that happens once a year that Red Bull sponsors. Mm. And it's basically it's this race that's in Kenya, it's in Colorado, it's in Hawaii, It's in Ireland. It's all around the world. And there's all these different destinations. And they all start at the same time. So you could start at 4 a.m. in Colorado. You could start at 2 p.m. in Kenya or whatever. So it's a really awesome race. And it supports spinal cord injuries. And so Red Bull hosts this every year. And the whole point is to run as far as you can before a car catches you. Oh. But uh, my professor, he ran track all his life, did in college. He loves running. He ran a half marathon the day before this race. And oh so he was just, he just was wanting to run like 10 miles and like support the local businesses, local charities. He's like, all right, I'm just, you know, I'm here. I'm going to do it. I think his start time was at like 5 a.m. in Colorado Springs. He was going and he's like, yeah, I'm on this run. I'm going through mile 15, mile 20, and then I'm at 
mile 25 and I realized there's only six of us left. They're like, the car is about three miles away and we're all just charging along. I'm chit-chatting, enjoying my time. And I'm like, you know what? I might as well just keep trying and see if I can just win this race. And so he keeps running. Eventually there's three guys left. They're at like mile 29. Oh my God. Just running along in the middle of Colorado. And then one guy dips out because he's tired. And then eventually it's just him and this other guy and the guy just stops running. And so it's just my professor running and he almost ran 33 miles before this car came up and passed him and he he won the race. I was like, if this man can run 33 miles, I I can maybe run 13, maybe even walk half of it. You know, I I could do it. Also for context, Katie, you were not a runner before. I know though. I, 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 Think so Katie was a runner. What's like no, no, no. as compared to 10, she was not. I, I haven't ran a mile in four years after I heard this story. I was like, okay, last time I ran a mile was for my high school PE class. I don't choose to run. I'm God did not make me to be a runner. <laughs> but I was like, wow, this man and his whole motto was like, whatever you do, just do it. If that's to go get the girl, if that's to go get the opportunity, if that's to go run five miles, just go and do it. And I'm all amped after this class. I'm feeling renewed. I'm like, okay. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to run a half marathon. I don't know when, but I'm gonna try to do it. Going forward a year later, um, my cousin, she is one of my favorite people in my life, and she is such a great inspiration for me. And she recently ran a half marathon that year of the story, I guess. But now we did our first run together. It was the Malibu 5K. And you guys, I have never felt so exhausted in my life. And that's just what, three, 3.1 miles. And my cousin's like, all right, we're going to run the whole thing. We're going to train before. I did not train before. I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll be fine. Three miles, mm-hmm. not a big deal. I couldn't walk for five days afterwards. I had shin splints. And she's like, Katie, we're going to do the half marathon in San Diego. And I'm like, okay, all right, I'll do it. Okay. You know what? Just do it. I can do it. I'll train. So throughout that last second semester, I started training for my half marathon. And I mean, Malibu is not a bad place to train for a mar- half marathon. You got the beach, you got some celebrities you might run into in the streets. I mean, it's a pretty fun place. Tell the fans who you ran into, Katie. Oh, I ran into my friend Chris Hemsworth while he was running by his neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And we both waved to each other as if we were like fellow runners. Yes, in this what, squad what a casual time. Eventually, we know everyone had the story. COVID came. School shut down. Our half marathon was canceled. And Wait, what's COVID? The novel coronavirus. I've literally never heard of her. Man, but COVID shut down everything. And my mentality was I did not just train and voluntarily going to run 13 miles to have this thing canceled. Bay to Bay, uh, San Diego half marathon I signed up for said you could do it virtually. So I was like, all right, I'm making my own course. I have my three best friends in quarantine. We are going to make my half marathon happen. Guys, I still remember this day. I can't believe it was almost a year ago. Like it was April 18th. I remember it made us all feel way more alive. I remember we got home and it was over and we were like, that was, today was a good day. (laughs) Yeah, we were like, we have something to live for today. God, but I just, I remember that day we woke up. It was cloudy. I started outside of the Sunset restaurant to all the Pepperdine people in the Sunset. You have my heart. What a great place to start and end a race. Could not have asked for a better half marathon. I mean, 
It was just me and my three best friends throwing water, Gatorade, my electrolyte jelly beans for literally two hours while I am yeah. suffering on the side of PCH. <laughs> and we went viral on TikTok. And we went viral on TikTok. But guys, I will never forget that last mile coming in and I'm like passing Zuma Beach and I'm coming to the home stretch to Sunset Restaurant and I see a fire truck. I see, I see like the police cars and I'm like, oh no, someone died. I'm like, I, how insensitive of me to like try to celebrate this monumental race that I never thought I could do and someone's like dying or in help. And then I realized you guys were jumping up and down and the sirens are going off and I'm crying because I realized <laughs> this is my finish line. And I could not believe it. Like that is one of my favorite days in my life. But that, that would literally be a chapter in my Bob Goff book. Just do it because you know what? You can do it. I, I didn't think I could do it. And I am nowhere near a runner or have ever trained for anything like this. And I was able to do it. And so can you, whether it's running 13 miles, whether it's trying skiing for the first time, whether it's trying a new job or new hobby, you can do it. Just go and do it. And that would be, like that would be the, the most chapter. inspiring is when you just wake up one day and you're whole, you just make a change. You just make a mental shift and you just start chipping away. And that's what you did. And for clarification, for context for everyone, yes, we did call the fire department and got them there and surprised Katie with, you know, like when little kids get all excited because the fire truck's there. Well, we had them come and then we had the firemen blare the sirens when she was coming through the toilet paper finish line that we made for her it was all very exciting but and you yeah. guys all you have to do for anything is just ask <laughs> really yeah. who knew we were like who what knew? if we got the fire department like how would that work and i was like i'll call them right now what are, what are you guys doing at 11 come on down <laughs> come on down to the beach lives <laughs> And who knew this is where Abby's TikTok fame became a reality. Yes. And we didn't know where this video would go. And then Katie and I were standing in the line of Trader Joe's and we got 10,000 views and we were freaking out. We were like, oh my God, we're like, let's get some champagne. And the video was just getting started. It got over 500,000 views. And that was still a great day for me. Finding <laughs> beauty in the chaos, everyone. That's what we do. That's the business we're in. All right. Chapter two. Uh, but I think chapter two would be good things happen now. So for this story, I my junior year, I went on a missions trip through Pepperdine to the beautiful island of Fiji. And I went with about 20 other of my classmates. And it was a very intimate one month on an island, no Wi-Fi, no cell service. You're really just living on the beach, cracking a coconut with a blade much like Survivor, our favorite much show. Much like Survivor, but um, not like Survivor, where we actually got to sleep in nice cots with vans and had food. This was a medical trip. Katie, what was your primary job during this medical trip? So we worked in a medical clinic. Uh, it also was a dentist's office. We also worked at schools. But my very first day volunteering was getting to see 12 circumcisions. Woo-hoo! Hear that, people? 12 of them. 12 good ones. First small ones. These aren't babies. Like usually when guys yeah, are men, they're infants. And these are like, well, how old are they? Like 12? They the 12 youngest, to 25? The what? youngest was like just like a, like maybe eight or 10. Okay. Oh, I want to say the oldest was probably around 30, 30. 35. So Katie, I don't know if we were just 
glossed over it when she told us what happened in Fiji. Like we heard about how wonderful the trip was. I don't know if we glossed over what she was doing there, but in quarantine, someone in our group put two and two together and they're like, you guys, Katie was performing circumcisions and like uh, in the middle <laughs> of like nowhere. Grown people. Yeah, on grown men with rudimentary tools. It was one day out of 30 that I was just a circumcision ordeal, but I did much more than that. Trust me. You know, I got to help in the villages. I got to help just be in after surgery rooms with the nurses, providing first aid care and getting to just do a lot more than this, this one thing that all my friends fascinate about. But um, <laughs> this clinic is um, it's at Natuvu Creek, which is about two hours away from the main city, in, which is called Savu Savu on this island. Um, so it's very, it's very rural. There is two trucks, like they're buses and they pick up the workers around the villages surrounding this area in Buka Bay. So it's not like we're very close to anything. Um, but this is the only free clinic on the island. So a lot of people come over on boats. They come from the city to use all the traveling doctors from the United States, Canada, Australia that come for two weeks to volunteer their time. The most beautiful thing about this clinic is they have this beautiful like mosaic sign above the entrance that say good things happen here. So mm-hmm. as you're walking in, you're knowing that like some like people are coming here as like a last resort. It's free clinic. But uh, for me, Fiji was a very life experience. Of, I can't even explain what it was. But if it was eat, pray, love, that was what happened to me minus me finding the love of my life at the end. I just fell in love with myself and life instead of falling in love with someone else. But which is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. But basically what I learned from my time at Fiji is good things can happen now. It doesn't matter when you get the degree. It doesn't matter when you get that fancy job. You can help someone today and you can be a change or just make someone stay by doing the littlest things in life. And I learned that just being able to go to the villages and these kids were playing soccer and I kicked the soccer ball to them. They're like, oh my gosh, you know how to play soccer? And I'm like, oh, I'm not a soccer player, but I'll play. You're and like, they were but just, I can kick a ball, damn I it. I can kick a ball, but they were just so excited to have another teammate. But they just, they loved having that community. And that was the most important thing in their life was having that community, being able to come together at the end of the day and just spend today. If they weren't worried about tomorrow. They weren't worried about five years, which is so different from our culture. I mean, everyone always talks about the next step and the next Mm -hmm. big thing. And they're all like, no, 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 don't talk about tomorrow. Let's just enjoy today. Let's play some volleyball. Let's crack a coconut. It's very, (laughs) (laughs) it's just very much just go with it there. As they're saying, it's like, it's amazing what they love to live by out there. So I love that sign of good things happen here. And I took away that good things can happen now. So you can just hold the door open for a stranger. You know how much that makes their day if they're totally scrambling and someone thinks about them to leave Mm -hmm. the door open. I know that's a tiny example, but I mean, we're so point A to point B in our lives that we forget that we could just do small things to improve other people's lives today. And we don't need to be a doctor to be able to help someone in need. We can just use our kindness and use little things that we know how to make someone smile, make them laugh. And, you know, even Abby is being working at a coffee shop. You know how many people's days you probably made just saying a compliment or making their coffee just totally. right. There, you know, Aww. it's just, it's little things like that. And realizing that good things can happen today. You don't need to wait to be able to th- believe that you can make a difference or make someone's day. And I think that's yeah. such a great thing that everyone should learn because you don't, 
you don't need to be anything special to be good in this world. You just mm-hmm. be you. Like someone's going to love that. Katie, do you remember the story? I think it was in July and I was walking from Sun Life back to the house and I think I was feeling down or something. And I, when I came home, I was like, Katie, this could be a chapter in your book. I was feeling down and I stopped to look at the view on that one bench that you can see the ocean and it's really expansive. And yep. there's that old woman, Patty. I still have her phone number. She was probably 70 something. She's walking her dog and I like smile at her and we say good morning. And then she asked me a question and I answer and I'm like, whatever, let me indulge her. And I talked to Patty for maybe 45 minutes. We yeah. had... <laughs> the best conversation she lived all alone she ended up giving me her phone number (laughs) it was like keep me updated on your life and i was like you too patty we text like once in a great while after that did we get on the podcast we probably could (laughs) she um but yeah lives in malibu and she lives all alone and i think she just needs someone to talk to and i did too i guess i'm I'm telling you point doom club you meet the coolest strangest people oh yeah betsy johnson was our neighbor yeah, right. Betsy Johnson was a neighbor. And I remember when we went on vacation once, Abby, Abby has a cat named Goose, and she was willing to leave him alone with no supervisor. <laughs> and we were like, let's ask Scarlet Pell Betsy to watch him. Yeah, <laughs> Betsy Johnson, the zany fashion designer. She can watch my cat. <laughs> yeah, you don't have the impact. And I also think you're very good at like practicing what you preach. Like you came back with this new rejuvenation after Fiji, and you were like, I had an eat, pray, love moment. But then you didn't just like leave it there. You brought it back with you for us all to enjoy because you are like the queen of making people's day. Not to, you know, just like shower each other with compliments. But no, for real, like I loved living with you so much because I always knew that even if I had like a stressful day, I was going to come home to you with your smile and your your happy hour drink and you were going to ask me about my day and you were going to actually care about the answer. And you're just like so, so good at that. That's why you're like my favorite human, but. It's sickening, you guys, how obsessed our group was with each other. I just Uh, love Katie so damn much. And also, like, I knew you the longest, like, ever since the very beginning of school, pretty much. I I don't know. I mean, we started out in Songfest. Yeah. All all the Pepperdiners. You can meet your best friend from Songfest. I did. Lord knows I needed an extroverted friend in my life. And, uh, (laughs) God, I don't know how I ever volunteered to sing and dance for I, fun. I was really proud. You know, who knew? Who knew I had it in me? But man, I met some really cool people from there it. There is something so scenty. That's how I feel about Allie too, because we've known each other since like the first week of school. There is something so scenty about being friends with someone from the first week of college until being a grown up and like getting married and all of that. Not that we're anywhere near a marriage, but we will be one day, God willing. Um, but there's something yeah, really scenty about and it. And I can't wait for you to write a book about all of us, Ashley. Katie, I know. I have the dedication written in the notes on my phone. It's just sitting and, there waiting. And it's like um, each chapter's like a chapter of us, and they're like yeah. a chapter yeah. of Abby. <laughs> Again, I can take this out, but I remember you told me once that you, before you and Abby were close, I think I told you this, Abby, before you and Abby were really close, that you guys would be in the calf, which is like the kingdom at Pepperdine. It's like we're high schoolers. But um, you would be in the calf, Katie, and Abby would be at a table and she would call you over and be so excited to sit with you or something or ask you to sit with her. And you would think, God, she's so extroverted. Like, why is she crying? <laughs> sit with me. Like, why does she like me so much? I remember that. I was like, why, why does she want to talk to me? I maybe say two sentences like every hour so I was so shy in college I was like okay okay sure I'll sit with you and I'm like I have no idea why she but I'm like you know it works it's you gotta a balance break the ice somehow um, you gotta break the ice somehow. Introverts into your life 
And I don't, I, I don't know how my, all, some of my best friends are all these big extroverts. And I'm like, I don't know how I, how I swung this. How did I, how did I get this? How blessed are we? <laughs> Chapter three of our novel. What's up next to bat? Chapter three. Okay. I got this from Abby's mom. Shout out to Jackie. Ooh. I remember Abby was talking to us one day and she's like, I, I don't know how we, this conversation came up. But we were talking about her childhood and like Abby fell off a scooter or a bicycle and she told me, she's like, yeah, my mom always said, are you scared or hurt? And to understand why you're crying. So I would call this chapter scared or hurt. And this has to do with my ski school story. So if fans don't know, um, instead of going into corporate life and back to school, I decided to move to Park City and be a part-time ski instructor for kids. Yeah, she it's did. Been, it's been both a blessing and sometimes in the most <laughs> exhausting times of my life, but I really gotten to enjoy it. I just taught my last lesson last week. So wow, what a time, but scared or hurt. My chapter would be this because anytime my kids cry, I always ask them, are you scared or hurt? Because I need to know if I need to call ski patrol if they're hurt. You know, I'm like, that's my last resort, but it's usually because you're scared and kids are scared all the time because skiing is scary. You're on the slope, you're on skis, you're going fast. It's scary for me and I'm 22. You know, it's a very scary thing. But my very last lesson that I taught was for these triplets from Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, shout triplets. out. Shout out. Two girls, one boy. They were all six. I wish we were triplets, you guys. But oh, could you imagine, you imagine if everyone in the group was related and we all came out of the womb together and we were all like in the NICU together? Really no, could you imagine actually if we were siblings, the like rivalry with Abby being an attention Think about whore? How loud the womb would be. Think about how loud it would be like a club, <laughs> a womb club. <laughs> It would it would be cheaper by the dozen vibes. Like us throwing food at the table. There's like kids trying to do homework. There's kids trying to like make a TikTok. And yeah, then would totally be that would be, be our family. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So anyway, back into the – oh, you're teaching triplets. Teaching triplets. They oh, – what a blessing. They skied blues, which for skier knowledge, there's green, blue, black. Blue is like a very intermediate level. And so for me as a kid's – instructor i'm usually on magic carpets i'm teaching little pizzas french fries i don't really get to go up the lifts a lot so this was like a gift from god that i got to teach this blue class and got to go on some other things around the mountain but they were just awesome little shredders at six like i mean i was not that great of a skier at six and these kids are from nashville tennessee just ripping it down the mountain but we're at the end of the day and kids love jumps for some reason like they I have no every fear. kid wants to do jump they have no fear I mean they're they can run into fences and they did great and then um their brother does it and he does great and they're like okay let's do it again so I'm like all right one more lap and so we missed the jumps part so we had to like sidestep up the hill and I'm telling the brother I'm like dude, there's no way you're going to make it on the big jump. So just do the little jump. All right. Cause it's, it's too far to verse, but he, he really wanted to do the big jump because he wanted yeah. to show off to his sisters. So he cuts across this hill, goes off the big jump and runs right into a tree and starts crying. And I'm oh like, God. Oh crap. So I take off my skis. I'm marching up. There's another skis instructor in class watching me deal with this kid that just flew into a tree. Like instructor of the year award goes to me. You know, I just let this kid run into a tree. <laughs> I'm climbing up there and he's like wrapped around a tree and I'm like, all right, are we scared or hurt? Like panicking, hoping he's not saying hurt. And he's like, he's just so scared. And he's crying. And I'm like, oh, thank God you're just scared. And so I'm like pulling him out. 
And I'm like, all right, buddy, tell me why you're scared. He's like, I'm just, I never went that fast and I never want to ski again. And this is just so scary to me. I'm like, oh, don't say that. I'm like, don't say that. I'm like, you were great scary. Like, you know how many kids can't do jumps at six? I can't even do a jump and I'm 23. He's like, what? You're 23? And I'm like, yep. 23, buddy. He's like, I thought you were 42. <laughs> like, cracking up laughing. And I, I mean, kids, they cry one minute, they're laughing the next. But I think this, you know, the scared to hurt, Jackie's saying, it comes a lot in our life. And we're scared or hurt to move on in our lives or try something new because we're scared of failing. We're scared of not things going our way. We're scared that change is not going to be the best thing for us or we're hurt where we physically injure ourselves on a mountain or we're hurt from previous experiences that prevent us from wanting to move on to that next step. My heart was broken when this kid told me he never wanted to ski again because of this traumatic running into a tree. And then two minutes later, we're laughing that we all thought I was 42, having great vibes on the gondola. Everyone had their hot chocolate. We're all in good vibes. But I think that's a real life lesson that, you know, are we scared or hurt to move forward in our lives? And no one talks about failing. Like we're all just have to be perfect. We have to do what society or what our parents or what we yeah. want ourselves to do. And it's, not fun it's, it's, to talk about it's you know, it's not, but I mean, how many of us have actually gone into our dream jobs right out of college? Like barely no one, especially during COVID. And so, I mean, I moved to park city to be a ski instructor. I am not making money at all, but just enjoying the ride. And it was Sometimes we're scared to do big changes or sometimes we're hurt. But I think that's like a big life lesson. Are you scared or hurt to move forward in life? And I feel like Bob could definitely write a chapter about this. Like I bet he's got life experiences. In I this. feel I feel comforted already. I used to always go to Katie whenever I just needed someone calm and rational to speak to me <laughs> with a gentle voice and a gentle disposition. And I, it's bringing back a lot of memories of crying on the porch. Oh. <laughs> That back porch, that was like a therapy place. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. should charge you guys by the hour, but I mean, I, I love you guys. So, <laughs> okay. Next up, we have chapter four. There four out of five, you guys, just so you know where we're at in this story mantra that's happening. What do we have for chapter four, Katie? Oh, chapter four. It would be one of my favorite chapters to write in this book. I would call it Little Victories, and it's about one of our hostesses about Ashley a little bit and the day she got up on a wake surfer guys like I we need to like understand that this wake surfing preferences we have been going boating for two years now the first <laughs> summer our sweet Ashley cannot get up and it's hard it is not an easy thing to learn when you fail it's like being waterboarded it was being poor Ashley looked like she was just being dragged around the lake on a rope and we were just throwing her around okay, so. everyone Ashley don't take offense to this but she might be one of just the least naturally athletic people I've ever met and I think it's because God gifted her with so much like charm and charisma and creativity and like all this other stuff but for some reason like any like athletic scenario like it's just it ain't it it ain't Wait, it. i have a story but last summer 
Um, this all takes place on our friend's boat and her dad is insistent on me standing up. And so after I got done being waterboarded one time, he's like, all right, get in the boat. He's like, don't worry. We've got a smaller board for you or like, or bigger board back at the house. You'll get up in no time at all. And I get out of the water haggard as hell. And I just muttered to myself and whoever was immediately at the back of the boat. Oh joy. What good fortune. And nobody's been able to let that phrase go. It was just the funniest year. moment. I couldn't describe it. Like poor Ashley's just being dragged behind this boat for so long. He's like, "Don't worry, we have like this other one that you can keep trying for more hours." And Ashley's like, "What good fortune!" Like, <laughs> it was like seeing a cat shaking after falling into a pond. Like that yeah. was Ashley's response. And, and I just says, "What good so fortune!" Funny. Like that, that phrase has fortune. never come out of your mouth ever before, and it was just the funniest thing I've ever experienced. And it's not it's even a catchphrase on anything I watch or listen to. I just out of nowhere, I said, "Oh joy, what good fortune!" <laughs> Gosh, but flash forward a year later, this I had it oh on my bucket gosh. list. I was like, I'm getting Ashley up. Katie, on just wait for trip. this summer. It's coming up real hot. It's coming up. You're going to be doing 360s. You know, I'm excited. But I was like, Ash, so me and Ashley are obsessed with chasing Mavericks. So I was like, Ashley, listen, I'm Frosty. You're Jay. We're going to work together. And I'm going to. Um, Katie's frosty so I'm like you know this coach guy and I'm like, me and Katie are gonna wake up at 5 a.m and go on the boat alone and <laughs> she's gonna scream at me <laughs> to get her up but instead of her trying to drop down on a you know 50 foot wave we're just gonna get her up behind a boat with a rope so I what was this year two were there and I think we spent about I want to say 30 or 40 minutes just in the water and Emery, sweet Emery, our captain is just trying to pull Ashley out of the water. And we're just all like, all right. Absolutely dragging her. We're like, try number five, number 15, number 20. And I remember sitting on the back of that boat. I'm like, Ashley, don't give up. And you're like, Katie, Kate, I'm done. I don't want to do it. I'm like, no, don't give me this attitude. It got more fun though. When you fun. said use this technique, which, and, which was the key. And then you said, I'll buy you happy hour. when you I'll buy up. you happy hour. <laughs> And I have never seen someone's eyes light up. Like, actually, I, I saw the fire in her. And I was like, All okay. All she needed was incentive. All she needed was okay. incentive, a happy hour. And Ashley's like, again, again. <laughs> and it's like fall after fall. We're out here. But I think at try, what, 45? No, no, no. We should actually, this year. You, you actually stood up. And I think we were all shocked in the boat that you got up. That like We were like, who didn't videotape that she yeah. got up? And Ashley's like, again, again. <laughs> like, I got home, Allie was like, where's the video? And I was like, we don't have any. We were just uh, enjoying the moment. We were enjoying so the moment. Early. But that that was your little victory. And I knew you said you couldn't do it, but you did. And that is the thing we need to celebrate in lives. Ashley getting up on a wake server for the first time in two years. Because like sometimes your highlight reel isn't the graduation or your wedding. Sometimes it's getting up um, on the board or what have you playing darts and hitting a perfect exactly. bullseye like you did the other weekend. Sometimes yeah. those are the highlight reels. Those are the highlight reels. I'm like, Ashley, I'm a natural athlete. So whatever sport I try, I just somehow, I'm just somehow really good at dart, I guess. <laughs> We're playing darts, Abby throwing it into, you know, how boys like draw a dartboard on their back and uh-huh. post it on TikTok. <laughs> oh my God. But, I mean, um, it's just that's what we need to celebrate. And Ashley, you talk so much about this. We celebrate every day. Yeah. Big or little. And I don't think people give the time to celebrate the little things that happen. They're thinking about, oh, the graduation, the promotion, the et cetera, wedding, baby number two. It's just 
we have the to big things, things. I think the big things become meaningless because after, if you only celebrate the big things, the fall down of the big things once they are over and end is so deep if you don't have little things to look forward to and like enjoy. It's like when you're a little kid and Christmas is over and you've been looking forward to it for months and you're like, wow, like it's over. Now what do I look forward to? Exactly. exactly so if you adopt the little things and you enjoy tuesday because it's tuesday and that means that you get to have a margarita and hang out with your exactly. friend on the porch then you're set love going up on a tuesday anyone <laughs> anyone <laughs> <laughs> okay what little victory did you celebrate recently katie you got Ooh, any my little it's kind of a big victory but <laughs> I guess some will say it's a little victory. So I volunteer with an adaptive program at Snowbird Resort, which is like 45 minutes away from Park City. And last week I got to work with two kids. Um, one had cerebral palsy, one had Down syndrome, and they were brothers. And it was their first time ever skiing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was the most rewarding thing to watch these kids be so excited to be in the snow. Their parents are videotaping them, just excited that they're outside being able to enjoy the snow and the mountain. And I worked with two other professional instructors and just was their assistant for the after the morning. And we got them to go up the lift and go down their first green. And the parents were flipping out, just like their kids that they, you know, they need special help and the special time. And they just couldn't imagine that their kids would be skiing their very first day, no problem. And they had so much fun. And I mean, that's a little victory that no one ever celebrates is just something like that. So that to me was a little victory. I was like, I was choking up tears. It was the most rewarding ski lesson that I got to be a part of. And I wasn't even teaching it. I just got to be an assistant in it. And it was just so cool to me. So that was like my recent little victory. What about you, Abby and Ash? Little victories, anyone? I think the first time when I was getting really into fitness, like in this past year of living at home, my, the first time I ran a 5k on a treadmill, just like woke up one day and decided to do it. Like I, much like Katie was not a runner. Like I never liked running. I never did it for fun. I never thought it was relaxing or whatever people say. And so I like really had to work myself up to this and I ran 3.1 miles or whatever it is. And I just felt really proud. And it's not like I had anyone around me to even know that I did that or even like witness it. It was just for myself. I think that was kind of cool. Like that goes along with what we talked about last episode, making yourself proud. Yeah, I was about to say that what I said last episode also about making yourself proud. I run on the treadmill like fairly often. And then last time I did, I think it was two days ago, I was like, what the hell? Why don't I run like at least 10 more minutes past what I usually do? Like, I know I can. I'm in decent like shape. Like, why don't I? And then I did. And I felt good after. Really? You're going to steal mine at treadmill one? Cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's all that we're good for. Um, Unoriginal copy and paste, I guess. Fifth and final. Okay, this would be the finale chapter. If I could have the technology for a book, I would have this book play the song of this title. So it's you get what you give. If you don't know the song, it's by New Radicals. You would open the last chapter. Uh huh. You only get what you get. It's so good. that commercial? The oh no, it's British commercial. The British commercial. It gets me every time, but. It's my favorite song. 
I have it on every single playlist, but I imagine like my readers opening this last chapter and the song magically starts to play <laughs> just to like preference the finale of the book. Like a pop-up book, but it's music. Yeah, but it's music. I don't know how that can happen. Maybe someone could create it out there if you're listening, any of the fans. <laughs> Let me know. On a Kindle. Oh, but this would, it would be the finale chapter. I love this song. And it comes from my favorite movie that no one had the time to watch. <laughs> um, it comes from Surf's Up. It's the last scene of the movie. I don't want to give any spoilers, but basically imagine like the most beautiful sunset and you're just surfing into the rest of your life. And it's, I know it's with penguins and it's animation, <laughs> but I'm telling you, the soundtrack slaps. The cast is amazing. Jeff Bridges, Shia LaBeouf, uh, Zoe. What's her name? Last name. New girl. Yes, she's in it. So it's a it's a slap movie. Like people don't talk about it. But anyways, this song ends the movie. You're basically in tears because you're just so happy. But I really think this song is the biggest life lesson that I've learned in my life is you truly you get what you give. So if you give kindness, you'll receive kindness. If you give the time for other people, you'll receive time from people. And if you give yourself opportunities, you'll receive opportunities. It's all about give and take. And I think a lot of times we're kind of waiting to see what life or what God's going to give us. But if you give out that ability that you want to be a better person and you want to do good in life and all these things, I truly believe you're going to receive that, whether it's Mm -hmm. from God, whether it's from people, whether it's from your dog, I don't know. But this song is just... I. I don't know anyone that can't smile to the song. It's just such a great song. And of course it comes from my favorite movie, which we will all have to watch. And I mean, I will have a whole podcast episode about surf sub. I am the biggest <laughs> fan on this earth. Yeah, Everyone it knows the it. Sub fan club podcast. I am the biggest surf sub fan. I honestly could probably be the president of the surf sub club. If there was one. I know all the quotes, all the movie references. You should get a surfboard one day if you ever customize your own surfboard and on the top and like a really cool font, you should put you get what you give. I should. I should. That'd be good. I'm just throwing that out there. Maybe maybe that'll be like my wedding thing. Like everyone signs a surfboard. Don't get it for yourself because that's going to be my wedding present. It's such a great motto. And I mean, I truly believe that if you put good into the universe, good will come for you. If you're religious or not, if you believe in karma, if you believe in God, if you put the good out there, it's going to come back to you. Like I just truly believe in that. So That's I'm so telling true. you. Putting out good energy. That like, obviously applies to school too. People are like, oh, you just have to apply yourself. But like, it's kind of true. Like if you put a lot of effort in, you're going to get results out. Same with working out. Same with, I have been doing this thing not to be like too hippy dippy. But I've been thinking about like my heart posture lately and like being an open person and like giving out energy that is just open to like whatever may come my way. And so like the other day when I was at the concert completely alone with like a bunch of strangers, I was like, I'm just going to appear and feel very open and like put out those vibes and that energy. And I think people will be attracted to it. And it was true. It happened. People came. I made friends. It was very easy. But I just think a lot of people are very closed off these days. And if you're going along with you get what you give, you just got to give out some good vibes and people will pick up on that, I think. It always comes back around. What goes around, goes around. Around. Back around. Sing a long episode. Yes. Yes. Um, But no, yeah, it always comes back around the way that you present yourself, things that if you do something for someone with nothing in return, it's always going to come back around for you in some way. 
Exactly. And also, I've, if you just believe that you're the luckiest person in the world, you might not actually be, but you will think that you are because you'll start to notice all these st- things in your life. Yeah. You'll, yeah, you'll notice, notice, all, these, you'll the notice all the good things. And instead of dwelling on, oh, crap, I didn't get this job or I'm still living at my parents' house or I'm doing this, you know, you're like, actually, I have a great life. I have these yeah. amazing friends that I love more than anything in the world. I'm able to go and do things that I want to do and I have a healthy body, healthy mind. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, oh, I love that song guys. Like I am going to play it at my wedding. I don't know how I'll incorporate it, but it's going to be there. It's going to we'll be a at- live performance for you. Oh, I was going to say it should be a song when everyone walks in, but it could be a live performance too. Are you reading these days? What is the last or not the last thing? What is something really good that you've read recently and a Ooh. good podcast that you've listened to that you would recommend to anyone? So got me on podcasts. I really only listen to the Just Go With It podcast just because okay, I'll give it a try. I'm, I'm more of a music person, but I'm slowly getting more yeah. into podcasts. I've like, I've listened to this one that one of my coworkers said about like, it's the, what was it? The, the life lessons of dating. But it was all, it was way too serious. And I'm like, Mm. I'm 23. I have no clue what they're talking about in these serious relationships. I'm like, I'm sorry. But it was a really good concept and I really appreciated it. Um, But I have my book I'm reading. It's called Limitless. And it's by this Olympic um, swimmer who became paralyzed in high school and won Mm. all these gold medals in the Paralympics in like 2014 Mm. or something. But it's her life story about how she changed like, being depressed into an opportunity to create hope for others. And it's a really cool story. So I've been reading that as like my little make me feel inspired. And so I'm really enjoying that book right now. So it's limitless. We'll make sure to throw that up on the Instagram. I'm feeling very inspired to write more affirmations after this whole conversation. I think I need to go um, revamp them and rewrite some new ones. He's going to leave right now, actually. Yeah, peace out, guys. See ya. (laughs) Um, no, but thank you so much for being the light in our lives, Katie. We're obsessed with you and we have loved hearing all of these stories that you have shared and you, I, Bob Doff could not have done it better himself. I think we don't um, want him. We, yeah, we don't even need him. We, we don't, don't need him. him. Yeah. Um, we love you, Bob. If you're listening, that'd be really cool. We love you so much, Katie. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your amazing stories. And hopefully the people got some life lessons out of this oh, bad boy. Do you want anyone to find you or you don't care? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you want to follow me, I guess you could check me out on Instagram. I post a lot about skiing, although it's ending in two weeks. You'll have you'll have the end of me there. So, <laughs> but if you liked my lessons, I guess you could shoot me a, a DM if you liked it. If not, if you hated them, you can also say you didn't like them, and I won't care because. <laughs> but thank you so much, guys, for having me. I'm so honored to be here with my amazing two best friends. So. <laughs> I miss you guys. Thanks so much for listening and supporting a local college, not even business, some girls podcasts. I'm, I don't even support local, local I guess. Local college girls. <laughs> shop local. We don't have any merch, but shop local. <laughs> yeah. And also right. you guys, if you're listening, make sure to subscribe. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, like pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. Yeah, and follow us on Instagram at just go to the dot podcast and because we're a lot of fun on there too. And TikTok, you know, we're just spreading ourselves too thin. If anyone wants an internship, <laughs> if anyone wants an internship where you can build out your portfolio and get some Please. school credit and we could talk about a stipend or something, uh, DM me on Instagram and I'll handle that interview process and present them to Abby on a silver platter. <laughs> God. All right. Have a good weekend, guys. Bye.